Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Iman. And I'm Thomas Welch. Hey, we got a we got a good one today. Uh, blues are off for the next couple of days, so we're just gonna we're just gonna spend some time focusing on the rest of the NHL, the rest of the billion playoff series slash round robin matchups that have been taking place because there is a lot to unpack. I'm excited, Tommy. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. It's really and honestly, having like the seating next to the names up there, it's really made like this entire thing feel like March Madness. I've been literally just sitting in my room. I've been sitting in my room all day long, just back to back, like maybe in between games, I'll go grab a snack or something, but I've just been watching hockey nonstop and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been, uh, what we've been, uh, waiting for, for a long time. I think having so, so long off from, from hockey and then, and then coming back with six playoff games a day. It's a dream come true for sure. Uh, where do you want to start, Tommy? Any any anything that uh, tickled your fancy, particularly from the other games that you wanna you wanna get into? Um, well, I think um, I think the Maple Leafs game has been really interesting to me, uh, just because like obviously the media backlash over there is uh, kind of a mess, and we get, even got to see uh, Austin Matthews kind of pop off on Steve Simmons a little bit. So that was yeah, cool. which you don't which you don't see a whole lot. Um, yeah, basically, Steve Simmons uh, released an article a while back when Matthews tested positive for coronavirus, basically just relaying that from information that Matthews was positive and and without know, his consent, yeah, without his consent, and and Matthews took issue with that and basically said in the response, Simmons asked him a question, and Matthews basically said, "Hey, before I uh, answer this, that was kind of a dick move, the thing that you did, yeah, a few months ago, he called no, him unethical as well." Yeah, he he put it he put it really. Uh, it was maturely. Really well put, I think. Yeah, yeah, maturely. It wasn't just like a upset player yelling. It wasn't like a big middle finger. Yeah, it was right. like, hey, maybe let's not do this again. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's interesting. The pressure is always going to be super high in Toronto. Um, Which it seemed like it seemed like everyone on Twitter was just absolutely bashing Mitch Marner, which I don't really understand because I thought he played a, a pretty good game. Yeah, I think he had zero shots on goal, which I mean, you take that with a grain of salt because I feel like the team as a whole didn't really have a lot of offensive prowess. But no, I don't think Mitch Marner is the is the issue over He's there. The reason why, yeah, um, they they like to look for a scapegoat. Uh, yeah, so do we. To be fair, so do we. But I mean, the Toronto media is just amplified times a million compared to us. So it's a it's a tough place to play. I mean, we saw. All of that that Babcock stuff that came out, I'm sure that that has more to do with the Toronto culture than we realize. You know, it didn't it wasn't just oh Mike Babcock's a jerk. It's Mike Babcock's a jerk who's coaching in Toronto, where this sort of thing right. happens more often. Um, I, yeah, it, it's definitely a different world. Um, those those Canada teams are, are take take the take things very seriously. The media is very very uh, vicious and and. <laughs> rampant in in, in in getting under players' skins and asking the questions that, you know, maybe uh, journalists in, in less popular markets wouldn't be able to get away with asking. Um, but again, not that that's a good thing. Right. But but yeah, it, it, it definitely leads to an interesting, uh, interesting product on the ice. Obviously, you got 
a team like Toronto, who's really, really good, but seems to underwhelm every year. You almost wonder if that's a result of the immense pressure that's on them, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of pulling for them because I feel like they get shit on so much, but that's neither yeah. there. Um, another team I'm pulling for, and a player, obviously, uh, Joel Edmondson on the Canes. Mm-hmm. The Can- Dude, the Canes look... They, it they looks look like the Rangers good. can't keep up with them at all. Nope, nope. Um, first of all, I will say Rangers are playing second second end of a back to back tonight with a chance to lose this series and go home. Yeah. Now put put yourself in the in the shoes of a Ranger fan. Um you watch a spectacular regular season along with a really good late season push to make the playoffs, and then you get Heard bummed out because Right, and then you get bummed out because season gets canceled, your team's not in the playoffs, and then oh great news. They are in the playoffs. You just got to wait another couple months to watch them. So you've been waiting months and months and months to watch your team finally play playoff hockey again. They get there and they potentially get swept in in like four days. Yeah, I don't think I don't honestly I don't see them bouncing back tonight, and I feel like no. it's going to be a sweep. No, but I mean I don't know. I feel like the problem for them is it seems like Zibanejad and Panarin like they're working like individually. I guess like it seemed like game one Zibanejad had a really good game, and then game two. Panarin had a really good game. It's like if they could get firing both at the same time, they might stand yeah. a chance. But it's like even then, like you can't expect two players to carry the weight of the entire team. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I think that's just just definitely just a matter of like like we said, we're getting some just lesser skilled teams in the playoffs, uh, just due to the expanded format, and and as a result, it it makes sense that. Uh, we we've seen games like this where it really just looks like one team is is overmatched in the New York Rangers, and a guy like Artemi Panarin can only take you so far, especially in a playoff uh, situation. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not surprised we're seeing a, a dominant performance from Carolina. I knew it was going to happen in at least one series, um, and not even just Carolina as a whole. But how about a uh, Svechnikov with the hat trick? I get something. Special. Yeah, Shvek, uh first first hat trick in in franchise Car- Carolina. Yeah, franchise history, which is insane. Um, what is he twenty? Yeah, that's that's it's that's insane. ridiculous. That's um, ridiculous. Going out there scoring a hattie uh, for the team, put the team on his back. Speaking of putting the team on his back, uh, how about that in number ninety seven up in Edmonton? <laughs> Did the same thing. In a, a in more spectacular fashion, though, I feel like that bit. backhand or short side, dude. Disgusting. All right, all right, all right. It, it, it's time to talk about it. <laughs> um, so McDavid corrals the puck in the neutral zone. Puck's bouncing, uh, kind of rolling over. Doesn't really have good possession of it. So what does he do? He he still handles the puck as it's bouncing around. He like he he directs it up and over a defender's stick. Yeah, as I, it's bouncing. How do you even have the? So like, he's like he's like basically like, dribbling. He's, yeah, he's dribbling a basketball. He's dribbling. He's dribbling the hockey puck. That's what he's doing. He's not Cross even just keeping on the ice anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's play, He's fielding a bouncing puck. Uh, swatting in all the right directions. All of a sudden, next thing you know, he he he's got to got to step around the defender. Uh, Puts one hand on his stick, you know that's when you know it's over. When he goes for that one-handed uh, uh, protect it, protection move, you know you're screwed. That means he's already gotten too much of an advantage. Anyways, wraps around the defender, goes in sort of one-on-one with the goalie, makes two little quick moves, and then just in a millisecond roofs a backhand, almost bar down. 
it looks like he's out there playing on rookie. I don't even know what to. I, it does. And absurd. you know who else looked like a rookie was Corey Crawford when he, on on that goal where he just missed. Oh yeah. Not to throw some shade, but we're throwing some yeah. shade. Yeah, yeah. It was a close, it was a close game at that point too. I think it was only a one or two goal game. Yeah. Uh, Crawford goes behind the net to play a puck, completely mishandles it, and and gives up a goal. I think that was was that James Neal that scored that one. I think so. It was like their second goal in like the last minute and a half or something oh yeah it was like it was like Same 45 they gave up two goals in like 45 seconds yeah <laughs> and that was they were shit. right they were down one and then within 45 <laughs> seconds they were down by three yeah <laughs> um, yeah i don't know man uh, but i do like just in terms of entertainment value i think um that series has been pretty fun just because it's been so back and forth and like high scoring which i feel like we haven't seen a lot of but also i feel like my favorite series to watch right now is the jets versus the flames just because true. of um, like the injury whole ordeal oh. with Matthew Kachuk, we can get into that. And oh, then wait, yeah, we'll definitely that. Like you, can, you can tell that there's some bad blood there, and well, I don't. Okay, let's uh, take a break. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. There's a lot to unpack there, and I'm very excited to get into there. But before we do, uh, I want to tell everybody about a, a really, uh, a really good program that's uh, near and dear to our hearts at Locked On Blues. Um, this is specific to to our area, so we, we really want you guys to listen up and, and pay attention here. Uh, it's it's an important cause to us. It's the Special Olympics Missouri. Um, so, Blues fans, this is your opportunity to help support your local Special Olympics Missouri program, especially right now during these tough times. Uh, you have a chance to support these Special Olympics, like I said. Plus, you can also be entered to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. So they get a really good giveaway going. Here's how you can participate. You can buy raffle tickets. So it's a raffle system between now and October 31st. If you go to somo.org slash raffle, that's S-O-M-O, Special Olympics Missouri, dot org slash raffle, you can click a big green button that says buy truck tickets. Generically, that's $20 for five tickets, $5 per ticket, and you've got to purchase at least $10. You don't even need to live in Missouri to win. So anyone who's listening out of state, like myself, you can still go on and, uh, and support a great cause. Like I said, October 31st is the deadline. Uh, a little bit more about the Special Olympics. There's almost 17,000 athletes statewide competing year-round in 16 official Olympic-type sports. They haven't been able to train or compete since March due to COVID-19, but they've still been doing a really good job offering at-home programming in sports, health, wellness, and leadership and life skills. They're the world's largest uh, health organization for people with intellectual disabilities. Um, people with intellectual disabilities have a life expectancy that is 16 years less than the average person. Um, but SOMO is working to change that through education, exercise, and nutrition. So they're really making a, a, a solid impact, a really good cause that you can support. Um, they offer leadership and life skills and training that encourage people with intellectual disabilities to take on leadership roles um, in their communities. So like I said, you're supporting a really good cause. Um, you, you're getting entered into a raffle. It's a no-brainer. Uh, go to somo.org, somo.org slash raffle. Click the green button to be entered into the raffle for the truck, and you will be supporting a great cause over at Special Olympics Missouri. Um, so please go ahead and check them out. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. 860. All right, Tommy. Let's get into it. It's time. Let's get into it. <laughs> so uh, Flames, Jets... Flames have had flames have uh, been in some other uh, bloodbaths of a, of a series this year. With the, the Battle of Alberta got a little violent. Um, they have, which I'm hoping that happens again in the playoffs. But we'll see. I I agree yeah, that would be exciting. But before we even uh, before we even think of that, they're, they're they find themselves embroiled in a bit of a bit of another controversy, a bit of another uh, rough and 
rough and rowdy series. Uh, yeah. They're, they're- so, uh, so Matthew Kachuk, uh, obviously plays a hard nosed game. He's a, mm. he's a big checking guy. Um, mm-hmm. goes into the boards up against Mark Shifley. Um, it seemed like his skate almost kind of bounced off the ice as he was. And obviously like you can go along the path and say like, it's a reckless play maybe um, because he's going in so hard and trying to get, he is trying to get a piece of Shifley. Let's just get that out of the way. Like he's not going into the boards to play the puck. He's going <coughs> into the boards to right. play Shifley. Right. Um, but I don't think I, he ends up getting his skate blade high um, on the back of Shifley's calf. Shifley looks like he screams in pain on the ice, goes down. Um, obviously didn't play last game. Patrick Line didn't either, but I don't think, um, was it Paul Maurice? Uh, tried to say that it was a dirty play and uh, that it was calculated and all yeah. these things, trying to take out a player on the ice. I don't think Matthew Kachuk is that kind of player. He's a player that plays with an edge, um, but most of the time plays within the rules and plays um, a mature game of hockey, just trying to get a rise out of his opponent. Um, he has speared a guy on the bench in the past. I don't think he's the same player that would make that mistake again, but he's not going to go out there with the mental mindset of, Hey, I'm going to use the blades on the bottom of my feet to hurt somebody. Like, I don't think anyone that plays hockey that cro- that thought even crosses their mind. Um, so yeah, I'll, I will side with Matthew Kachuk on this one. Now. Yeah. And I think there, I think there are a lot of factors that go into this. I think, I think first of all, first and foremost, I think the Paul Maurice and the Jets are a team that gets frustrated when things don't go their way. I do recall um, in the Blues series last year, Paul Maurice having a similar attitude and mindset about some something. I don't even remember what it was specifically. I, I'm sure there was some hit or some injury or some play. Paul Maurice was very, very, very quick to tell the media all about his frustrations and, and make accusations and, you know, state state rumors as fact, sort of as he did in the Kachuk thing. That being said, do I think that there was something there beyond a typical hockey play that could cause for a little bit of frustration among the Jets. Absolutely. I, I do think Matthew Kachuk, like you said, is the type of player to sort of throw caution to the wind and just the line a little put his bit. right, put his body on the line. Um, I think that if, you know, that was a hit delivered by Mark Giordano or or Sean Monahan, I don't think you see I, you might not see Shifley writhing around in pain. Is that saying Matthew Kachuk injured him on purpose, or even, or even, you know, did or did or made a risky decision that caused an injury? No, not at all. I just think he is more likely, more prone to just, you know, put himself at risk to just make make full aggressive hits um and and not hold back i I don't think like i said like you said i don't think it it was on purpose i don't think he said oh i'm gonna step on the back of his ankle with my skate Mm -hmm. but i think he said i think he said i'm i'm hitting mark shifley and i'm not and i'm not exactly thinking about the best angle to play the puck whatever he's like no i'm just i'm just i'm i'm making a hit here I'm, i'm throwing the body so i do think when you have a guy like that you're more prone to run into like injury situations whatever um, but again, that just comes with having a guy like Matthew Kachuk on your team. We've right. seen I it. Think, you know? I think if, like you were saying, like if Giordano like makes this hit, we're not even talking about it right now. We're probably not even talking about Giordano like post game. We're probably just talking about the injury, right. the kind of repercussions that has on the team as a whole. Not is this like a suspendable offense? But I think right. the track record kind of precedes Matthew Kachuk. Um, 
it gives them a bad reputation. So right, and 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 like you like along that exact same line, put yourselves in in our shoes. Let's say it's Bruins Blues, and and uh, he hits, and Ryan O'Reilly gets gets hit into the boards by Brad Marchant, and and is writhing on the ground in pain and screaming, and and Craig Berube comes out post game and, and says Marchant's a dirty player. Marchant did that on purpose. You, you really think we as Blues fans? Oh, be like, I believe well, in our I don't think so. No I think way. No, we would be calling for Marchant's scalp easily. Um, <laughs> So it, it, it's one of those things, you know, hockey's a fast game. They're returning from not playing for nearly six months. There are going to be sloppy plays. There are going to be guys out of shape. There are going to be more injuries than, than normal just because of, of that factor. And, and there are going to be, there are going to be questionable plays. It, it's hockey. It happens. Um, do I think Matthew Kachuk is completely innocent in this situation? Not at all. Do I think Paul Maurice is overreacting and it's just sort of a, one of those fluke things that you got to be like, ah, oh, damn, sucks, and and do your best to, you know, rebuild from it and, and move on? Yeah, I think it's, it's a, for lack of a better term, I think it's a hockey play that had an unfortunate result and complaining about it to the media isn't going to solve anything. Yeah, I'd have to agree for sure. Um, but like I said, flip the script. Turn to replace Matthew Kachuk with Brad Marchand and Mark Scheifele with Ryan O'Reilly and Paul Maurice with Craig Ruby. The tone of this podcast would be completely different. So um, I don't really blame either side. I don't blame Kachuk for the hit. I don't blame the Jets or Maurice for being being pissed a bit pissed about it. Um, I do think that if they are unable to to move past it and just let it affect their play and go out there and throw some headshots next game, then I'd have a problem with it because, you know, like I said, it's one of those things you just got to accept, right. accept that it sucks, move on, and play hockey. Speaking of playing hockey, um, it's 12 o'clock right now, and at 1.30 the Coyotes play the Predators, and the Coyotes are up one game to nothing. Josh, how do you feel about how do you feel about that series and how it's going? I'm I feel surprised. like a lot of people. I'm surprised as well because I feel like Roman Yossi and the the Predators have have had a good season, and a lot of people, like a lot of my friends, were like, "Well, why? I don't know why they're not starting Pekka Rinne, but um, their backups had a good season as well, so they have that depth at that position where they're able to uh, kind of manipulate the situation." Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the Predators are uh, a veteran team. They've I don't want to say that they have the they do have experience. They've been to a cup final recently. Um they have the they have the the guys on their team that, that know how to get stuff done. And Pecorino is one of them. He's a veteran, he's been playing in the league for forever. But the fact of the matter is he just hasn't been good in, in recent playoffs. Um so he struggled this uh, season as well, too. Yeah, he also struggled this regular season. A little bit. I, I definitely, you know, respect the decision of going with the younger goaltender and not just sticking to the the veteran that's been between the pipes for a decade. Like, you know, if you got a better, you know, if you got a good goalie that's hot, you ride him. And the Blues showed that last year. Called up a no name rookie and led them to a Stanley Cup. Uh, we, and we saw we saw the Oilers kind of make that mistake as well because a lot of fans wanted Koskin in Game One and they went with mm-hmm. Mike Smith and and how'd that go yeah not, <laughs> not great for them <laughs> yeah um let's see what else we got panthers are up one nothing on the islanders right now islanders lead the series 1-0 um so that's looking like a good series maple leafs blue jackets at four o'clock eastern uh columbus is up in that series yeah if columbus could oh my gosh if columbus could pull out a win there can you imagine wouldn't that be something because i feel like i feel like the blue jackets are like 
uh, what's the word? Like an off-brand kind of, kind of version of our style of play. Like it's not yeah. like entertaining, high-speed hockey, but it's like heavy and it's good for like playoffs, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised to see them pull off the upset because that matchup against a team like the Maple Leafs is like beneficial in their favor, I think. Absolutely. All right, let's take one more short break and we'll be right back with the end of today's episode. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Where where should we go next, Tommy? There's lots of games today. Uh, Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets, like I said, Jets, Flames, Game Three, huge Game Three. That series is tied at one. So that one's at six forty-five Eastern. Rangers, Hurricanes. Can you talk about Dark Horse Wild? <laughs> yeah, Minnesota Wild looks absolutely amazing in their in their first okay. game. Um, they looked really really good. Uh, twenty-eight save shutout, I believe, for Stalock. Mm-hmm. Um, they they looked like uh they played really good playoff hockey. I think giving me Blues hockey last year vibes. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, the hot um, goaltender like Stylock that doesn't have a like large scouting report on him. It's lethal. Very true. Um, I think that's I think that's a big thing that you mentioned right there is is the scouting report, and I think coming into these playoffs so far removed from the regular season, that's going to be a big part of it. Is you you know. In the regular, in a normal playoff format, you're going to play a team that you played five times this season, and you saw them, you know, a week ago. You know, you know what you know what to expect if the Blues match up against whatever. Like last year, Blues match up against the Jets. They played them four or five times in the regular season. Played them well. Had played them recently. Now you're five months removed from any regular season. Players are a lot healthier than they were. Uh, previously, uh, players have who were maybe in a slump. Have have kind of reverted back to the norm, playing good hockey. Players that maybe were super hot are, are aren't on that tear as much anymore. So it's definitely going to be hard for I think for players to adjust to their opponents. You know, it's not like they've seen them uh, week in week out for the, an entire regular season. It's been five months since they've even played a full speed hockey game. So right, like, some, I think are, some are at different conditioning levels than others. Like some people use the time away to take a break, kind of and focus right. on other things and maybe family got in the way or not got in the way, but you know what I mean? Focus on their family instead of like hockey and spending time with them and other guys like feel like Robert Thomas just spent the whole time like working out. He stopped. Well, obviously he streamed for a little bit, but um, a lot of people were like confused when he stopped streaming. But now I know why, because he's yeah. working out night in and night, like night and day. So, and obviously that has paid dividends for him because his game is taking an elevation to another level, which I mean, I thought it was already at a next level, so. Yeah. Yeah, and like along that same line, I could definitely see how that could lead to a team like Minnesota having a lot of success because they're, like you said, they're sort of an underdog team under the radar. Um, not a lot of scouting report on them. Like, you know, you can't, you don't, you don't think of Minnesota and you think immediately think of that one player that you need to stop them and you're good. Like you think of Edmonton, you're like, okay, if I can slow down McDavid, you can probably get a win. Right. Um, you know, Washington. All right. If we slow down Ovechkin, keep him, but Minnesota, they don't have that. Like you said, similar to St. Louis, just a lot of depth, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, guys that can, right. A lot of chemistry, a lot of guys that can step up when needed, but, but no real, no real superstar that they rely on night in night out so definitely a potential for them if they get the if they get the the ball rolling if they get the the chemistry going they could they could make some noise i could totally see that for sure uh speaking of making noise someone who didn't Mm. make a lot of noise uh Mm. leon dreisaitl 
But uh, the, obviously McDavid made up for it with a hat trick. But, yeah. uh, I mean, all those goals and no points on the night. I mean. Yeah, he's he's definitely, I mean, he had, what, three points in, in the first game? Yep. So, you know, can't really complain too much. But I think I think that, that his performance last night, uh, even though the Oilers won, I think their their problems were were kind of apparent last night. Is is they're very much a, a one man show when when some of their some of their secondary talent not and again calling Leon Dreisaitl secondary talent is something you could only do when you have Connor McDavid on your team. But when their secondary talent is is sort of lacking, they need to rely on Connor McDavid to carry the load. And well, he did last night uh, against uh, right against a weaker Chicago team. I think that they would struggle against a team like St. Louis or or Pittsburgh or Washington, just one of those really dominant, um, veteran heavy uh, shutdown D teams. Where the you know McDavid gets shut down, Drysdale's not on his game. Then what do you we have left? Yeah, right. Um, but you know that being said, the big the big the big uh, thing there is. You, it requires you stopping McDavid, which right now doesn't really look humanly possible. Um, looks like he's just going to take what he wants when he wants. Yeah, and then uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Twenty four seven. Wouldn't be surprised to see the Oilers make a deep run, um, solely based off of McDavid going off. Like literally, if he, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't. Willpower alone, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see him put up like, like. Um, I don't even know how many games are in the qualifiers. Five, best of five, I would be surprised to see him put up like 15 points this round. Jeez. 15 points, you know, like just just something absolutely stupid. And then eventually the Oilers will run out of gas and, and he'll probably still be over point per game, but that's when they'll hit their their wall. But man, if they get a, if they get a good goalie and just some reliable def- defensemen, if they, if they pull up Pittsburgh and just get their core in place and then just fill in the rest with various you know, youth players that that team's going to be so scary. McDavid is just capable of doing whatever he wants. And dude, like as a, as a hockey fan, as a whole, like if, if we get to witness Connor McDavid single-handedly, and I mean, you can take like games where dry titles on as like a duo or whatever, but pretty much single-handedly dragging the Edmonton Oilers to a Stanley cup final. Like, I'm not going to be mad at that. That's going to be no. amazing to see just to, for the league of hockey as a whole. Like it's going to be incredible to watch. Absolutely. It must be so fun to, to be an Oilers fan or, or be even be Connor McDavid. How much fun must that be? God, that'd be so To just take like probably the objectively hardest sport to learn because you're doing it on quarter of an inch thin blades on ice. Um, and just be so, so much fundamentally better than everybody else. Looks like he's skating around. Like every, he's making like defenders look like Gerber babies, dude. He looks like he looks like when the coach um, goes try hard and, and plays in a scrimmage during like your your yeah, like might the Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 when, when your when your coach played like D three in in college, but never really made it as far as he thought he should. So he he coaches his son's team and goes really hard when they do scrimmages. That's like what Connor McDavid looks like. Or like when you're like a little kid and you're like all your friends are over and then your big brother is like 10 years older than you is like, all right, True. everybody versus me. So it's just a horde of like <laughs> little kids against one like 16 year old who's just like dummying them. 
Yeah, but he, but, he, like but he still has like possess. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's truly special. Um, yeah. hey, it's been this has been everything we've we've asked for and more. Uh, playoffs are back. Hockey is fun again. Um, it's been a great few days. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the games today. Uh, I think that's all we got. Tom, you got anything else to add? That's all I got. I'm excited to see awesome. the rest of these games. Awesome. Um, even if the last one's at like 9:45. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it was so late. I felt like I was watching hockey. Dude. Like, I was like struggling to keep my eyes open yesterday, but yeah, it's it's gonna it. really. I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be heading off to work for the for for the games in the middle there. But uh, uh, it's it's been a fun time. Uh, so much so much hockey, basketball, baseball, sort of not really. Um, sports are back. That's all you can say. Sports are back, and it is marvelous. It is spectacular. Uh, we finally have some stuff to talk about on the pod, which is great. Uh, all right i think that's all we got then uh thank you everybody so much for listening hope you all are enjoying this wonderful week of hockey um, follow us on instagram and twitter at lockdown blues to stay up to date with all the games around the league and blues in particular follow me on twitter at josh hyman nhl follow tommy at twelcher 15 